kindness is a topic that comes up frequently in our family. And one thing that we've discussed, meaning my wife and I have discussed the topic of kind acts being taken advantage of, or to put it more bluntly, that when you are kind to people, they will take advantage of you. And I've put a lot of thought into this. My wife has put a lot of thought into this. And I think this will be very valuable for our children as they grow up. I bring kind of a unique perspective to this in that I've had kind of a dual career that kind of goes on two parallel tracks, but kind of doesn't at the same time. I have what most people would consider my traditional career, which is as in, in science and business. And then on the other side, I have what most people would refer to as a creative or artistic career. And the reason that I want to talk about kindness, kindness being mistaken for weakness or kindness being taken advantage of, is that in these two parallel career paths, I have seen kindness taken in two different ways. And so I'm going to put out the theory that it's not actually kindness that is taken advantage of. It is passivity that is taken advantage of. And the reason that this is my observation, once again, this is just my observation of my experience, is that on the science and business side, I have always had a mission. I have always had a purpose. Whereas on the creative or artistic career, uh, the purpose has not always been so well-defined. And that is just part of where that, that career had, had gone. It was just, it was not as, there was not as strong of a purpose for what I was doing with that work versus on the science, scientific, technical, and business side of things. Take, for instance, this body of work, this, this parenting manual that we're putting together for our children. The purpose of this manual is to equip our children with the skills that they will need to understand how we parented them and how we made choices that shape their future. So that 10, 20, 30 years from now, if we're not here, they can know why certain decisions were made that shaped their life and shaped how they react and how they behave. Knowing the purpose of this manual, of this podcast, makes it very easy to either say yes or no to various requests that come in. That's why, for instance, there's no ads on here. It does not serve the purpose of, of what we're doing. We're not trying to grow this as a commercial pursuit. That doesn't serve our purpose at all because our, our purpose is focused specifically on our kids. The reason that we're exposing this to the public is because we do get some feedback that allows us to shift, to shape our, our content. And by putting it out in the public, allows us to get feedback so that we're not operating in an echo chamber. But we're very purposeful about that. The best way to avoid passivity, I have found, is to have a purpose, is to have a well-defined purpose that you can recite at a moment's notice. And when you have that, and when your spouse has that, and when everybody knows what that purpose is, it makes it very easy to avoid situations 
where you'll be taken advantage of. Passive people do not, by definition, have preferences. They are, generally speaking, non-confrontational. And I, I want to correct myself there. It's not passive people. Because what's interesting about my situation is in that dual career scenario, I conditioned myself to be very passive on the creative or artistic side, but very focused and very purposeful and taking a very active role on the business and scientific side of the career. So I don't even want to say when a person, because I think that you can behave passively in certain aspects of your life. So on the scientific and business side of things, I would consider myself to be a very kind person. And I think other people would consider me to be a very kind and very giving person as well. Yet, I never feel taken advantage of on that side of things. And looking at it and really forcing myself to understand why and contrasting it with the creative side of my career, the reason is, is because I always set boundaries with what I'm willing to be kind with. And I always try to make sure that what I'm being kind with is in furtherance of my purpose, is in furtherance of my mission on the business and scientific side of the house, so to speak. The creative side is or has not been run to the same standard of of having a purpose or having a mission, let's just say. What that results in is that passivity, that passivity of doing the same actions, being kind, extending myself in the same way, but coming at it from a completely different angle. Number one is giving people too much importance too soon in the relationship. That's one thing that I noticed very quickly uh, happens on the artistic and creative side that doesn't happen on the scientific and business side. That is earned on the business and scientific side. And I would say that I give it away too quickly or too easily on the artistic side of things. From that perspective, that passivity creeps in on the artistic side of the house because I've realized I am far less confrontational. I don't like conflict when I'm dealing with that artistic side of the career. I also have noticed that I have a harder time refusing people. It's harder to say no. I feel I almost feel bad when I decline requests on the artistic side of my career versus on the business and scientific side of things. And I also notice that I don't really have preferences or opinions or I defer my opinion when I'm operating on the artistic and creative side of my career versus on the business and scientifical, scientifical, scientific and technical side. What this results in is me be ultimately being very passive in that artistic and creative side of my career versus on the technical and business side. Passive 
people, I believe, or passive behavior can be mistaken as kindness. However, it breeds resentment. And I think that kindness is no longer kindness when it breeds resentment. That's one thing that I recognize about myself. And that's one piece of advice I would also give to my children is that if you are doing something because you're being passive about it and you either are afraid to say no or don't know how to say no, then you are no longer doing that out of kindness and you are in effect creating a uncommunicated contract with the other person because you're expecting something in return for what you're doing, but you're not communicating that expectation. And so whenever we, com- we, we make an expectation on somebody that we don't communicate to them, we're setting ourselves up for failure and we're setting the other person up for failure. And that is a result of not of a lack of kindness, but it's a result of passivity. And I do believe that there are that there are people out there who know how to target that. And I, I believe that that's very prevalent in the, in the creative community. There are businesses out there who can hone in on that and who can target that and who understand, hey, this person does not understand how to, how to communicate what they'd like to get out of this arrangement. And so they can be taken advantage of. On the other side of the coin, it's up to me or it's up to my kids to be able to communicate that as well, because then it's not kindness anymore. Then it's, I'm putting a, a uncommunicated expectation on this other party that they're not fulfilling. Once again, I think that ultimately the responsibility lies with, with me to communicate that, but also to understand that, hey, you know what? People will talk about being internally motivated or externally motivated, meaning I have the motivation in, intrinsic to myself or I'm seeking rewards or approval of other people outside. Um, I think we can examine that, but I think that ultimately what it comes down to is if you have a purpose, then it is extremely difficult to be passive. If you have a purpose, it is extremely difficult to be taken advantage of because your purpose limits the extent to which you can overextend yourself. The purpose creates an environment through which you evaluate any opportunity that comes into your life. And I think that that is the best way to be kind while at the same time protecting yourself from either A, not communicating what you want to get out of an engagement and then expecting that to be fulfilled without actually communicating it, or B, being taken advantage of or allowing yourself to be taken advantage of by the people out there who can hone in on passive people, who can hone in on people who don't have that purpose, who don't have that mission. I think that that is, uh, is really important. I think, you know, we talk a lot about people who are intrinsically motivated versus extrinsically motivated. They're motivated by external rewards or praise versus they're just motivated by wanting to do something and wanting to, to make something. And 
I, I don't think it's an either or. I don't think that one is necessarily better than the other. But I think that ultimately it can all be reduced down to, do you have purpose? I think that having purpose and understanding that purpose, communicating that purpose with everyone either in your family or on your team, it just reduces all of that stuff down. And it doesn't matter if you have an internal locus of control or an external locus or con- of control because having that purpose, having that guiding star, then makes it very easy to set limits. You don't actually have to set limits because they're set for you by that purpose. And I think that if I did not have this dual path career where one side of it was really, um, I don't want to say, yeah, I'll just say well-established and the other side was um, not nascent or, or just not as, not as well-defined, let's just say, then I would not have this contrast to understand to, and to provide this information to my kids. I think that it's very important for children to understand kindness. I also think it's very un- important for kids to understand or for my kids to understand what is the driving force behind that kindness? What is the motivating force behind that kindness? Because as I said before, if someone's being very passive about something, then they can be manipulative. They can be manipulating another party without even knowing it. They can be putting a great example of this. And I've had this discussion with my wife where my, my thing with my wife is, you want me to do something, please let me know. But at the end of the day, if you don't communicate to me what you want me to do, it is impossible for me to fulfill an obligation that you have not communicated to me. And I will not take responsibility for an expectation that you have and that you hold, but that you do not communicate to me. So basically, that's, you know, that's the long-winded way to say, I can't read your mind, and I'm not going to be held responsible for not being able to read your mind. A lot of that can be eliminated by simply bringing it up up front. And I, I realize, because I've had the experience on both sides of the table, it's very challenging to bring that up up front if you don't have either A, the skill set to do that, or B, a, a very strong purpose. Having a very strong purpose makes up for that skill set in my experience. Because if you have that purpose, then you just run everything past that filter of that purpose. It's, it's really challenging to, let's say, so for example, on the artistic and creative side, I've, I've done some work with some nonprofits. And of course, they'll say, well, you should do this for exposure. And if I were to evaluate that on the, with, the, with my business and scientific hat on, I would say this is ridiculous. There's no way I'm not going to do this because it legitimately is a bad deal. But when I put my artistic or creative hat on, I look at that and everything changes in my, in my, in my head for a second because I'm not evaluating it from the perspective of my purpose. I'm evaluating it with 
their lens on. I'm using their filter to view that opportunity versus using the filter of my purpose. When I view that opportunity, quote unquote, via the filter of my purpose, then it becomes a very different scenario. And I can look at that and then I can say, well, you know what? Here's what I would need to make that happen. And that gets rid of the giving other, the other party too much importance too quickly in the relationship. That gets rid of the quote-unquote obligation to help. That gets rid of all of those things. Because if I can run some action, something that you want me to do, past my filter of my purpose, and it lines up, then I can do it. If it doesn't, then I can't. That's fine. No hard feelings. But if I don't have that purpose, then the only lens, the only filter via which I can evaluate the opportunity is the other party's filter. And that's where we run into problems. And that's, I think, going to be especially important for my kids. Um, growing up, the whole, the whole purpose of this, of this parenting manual where I share this, this information with, with our kids is so that they have these tools available to them, so that they have these filters available to them for various things that happen in their life. And so I think sharing with them an area where I have been very successful in being kind to others and not feeling taken advantage of, and then another area of life where I I have allowed myself, basically, I'll just say, I'm using my, I'm selecting my words very carefully here. I've allowed myself to be taken advantage of via my own passivity. I think as looking at it now, it's actually kind of a gift that I'm giving to my kids because I had very similar experiences that turned out very differently because my behavior was different. That's the variable that changed. My behavior of how I evaluated the situation and how I reacted to what I evaluated was the only thing that changed. So here is a summary of what I'd like for my kids to take away from this. Ultimately, I went through 12 years of primary school and eight years of college without really having a mission or a purpose in one fairly substantial aspect of my career and life. I want my kids to realize that even if they don't know what their purpose is at a very young age, they understand the importance of having a purpose, the importance of having a mission for what it is that they're doing. The other thing that I want them to be able to make the distinction is that oftentimes they'll hear that kindness is taken advantage of. I want them to, when they hear that, I want them to reinterpret that as a better phrased version would be passivity is taken advantage of. Another thing I want them to be aware of is that it's possible to be passive in certain areas of life and also not be passive in other areas. It's not an all or nothing scenario. There are areas and shades of gray in between. So number one, if you say yes to everything because you're passive and living without a purpose, it's not really an act of kindness. What do I mean by that? If you don't have the ability to say no, then when you say yes, when somebody asks you to do them a favor, it's not really an act of kindness if your default is only to say yes to everything. 
Kindness has to be purposeful. Number two, the cure for passivity in any area of your life is purpose. Identify it and live by it. Number three, evaluate activities and specifically acts of kindness through the filter of your purpose. If it doesn't align with your purpose, then don't necessarily do it. Number four, if you are being passive, kind acts performed without alignment to your purpose will ultimately end up breeding resentment. Resentment not only for the kind act, but also for the person or organization that you did the kind act for. So that's, uh, that's pretty much all I have for this one. I realize that there's a lot of stuff going on here. And uh, I think I may have some questions even that I may have to come in back and revisit this. But of course, if you have any questions, uh, please you know, drop me an email, let me know. And that's it. We'll see you in the next show.